presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to This Is XFL Podcast. I'm your host, Tron Hawkins. Today, I'm going to make the episode I was going to make last week, uh, you know, the one that AAF voted. I kind of had to make an episode about that, but this is just a quick kind of review over some of the news from the XFL. You know, I was going to try to make an episode every week because I thought there was going to be a coach every week, and then they kind of just slacked off from that, which got kind of weird. Uh, we don't know what they're waiting on and stuff. So I'm kind of going to go through, you know, team presidents, some of the coordinator hires that's happened and all that good stuff. Just a quick little rundown for y'all, just in case you missed it. So this episode is called Just In Case You Missed It, or In Case You Missed It, or something like that. So uh, the first thing is um, Heather Brooks Karatz. I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, as a team president of L.A., she was the executive vice president and general counsel for the L.A. Football Club. She left to join the XFL. She will be responsible for the team's fan engagement and business operations. She said, one of the pivotal components to the success of the LA, F, uh, LAFC has been listening to our fans and listening to our supporters. And that's what I'm going to do with LA's XFL team. Uh, we want to work with them and give them a voice to the process to make sure they feel that this is their team. And they're part of the authentic growth of the team. We are creating a new team, a new league, and a new fan experience for the LA market. So, and you'll see this with all the presidents, um, team president hires I'm going to talk about. It's all about the local market. And they're hiring local people that know the area to be the team presidents. And I think that's a good idea. Who knows? Who knows it better than them? So I think it's smart. I think it's best kind of case scenario for this kind of new league to get people that know what they're doing and um, get them in in the get them in the place they need to be. Like you don't want somebody from say Atlanta to be the market person, the president for Seattle's team. Like you want them to be where they're comfortable at. You want them to know the market. You want them to be able to, you know, you want them to know where where to go to market the team. You want them to know how to market the team. You want to know what that region likes. I think it's genius. I think it's smart. And I think it's a very good move by the XFL. That's why I think the XFL is going to succeed compared to the AAF is they know how to market the teams. They're, they're having the time to do it. And I think it's a great idea. The next coach is the Seattle team president. Or I mean, I'm sorry. The next president is for the Seattle team, uh, Ryan Gustafsson. Hopefully, again, I hope I'm saying that right. He was the former vice president of business strategy and development for the Sounders FC. Again, these people are leaving great jobs in the MLS. This, these, two, these two people are great jobs in the MLS to join the XFL. And the MLS is actually a growing league, as you can tell by teams like Atlanta United and something just selling out games and it being a great, you know, ratings draw on ESPN and places like that. So for them to be leaving this league that's been around for a while, like the MLS, to join a new league, that's a, that's a big deal. Ryan is a well well established in the Seattle sports community, and Mister Man and I are proud to welcome him to the XFL family. Jeffy Pollock said, the "XFL president." We have no doubt he and Coach Zorn will have a strong partnership and together build something special on and off the field. I'm excited to help bring the XFL to the Pacific Northwest and build a team that makes a lasting impact in our community. i like to thank, thank Adrian Hanover and the entire Sound family 
with a chance to be a part of such a great organization going up less than 10 miles from Century League and, and with a love of all things connected to Seattle sports. I know how special fans are here, and I am grateful to the XFL leadership. This is a truly unique opportunity. Again, he knows the territory. He lives there. These people live in these cities, so they know how to promote it. They know how to market it, and I think it's a huge deal that XFL is going after local people. These presidents, for the first few years, are going to be more important than even the coaches are. I know that sounds strange, but in a startup league, you want to put asses in the seats. And I think in this situation, in a startup league like this, the presidents are going to be the important thing. The presidents are going to be the one that gets the fans to come in to go, hey, look, look at this quarterback we got. Look at this coach we got. Look how big of a deal we are. Look how fun the XFL is going to be. Um, as the vice president of business strategy and development for the Major League Soccer Sounders, uh, Gustafsson led a strategic plan for the organization, led all revenue generating initiatives, include ticket sales, corporate partnerships, and suites. So he is going to be, um, and again, he lives in Seattle. He's going to be responsible for putting asses in seats. He's going to be like, he's going to be the promoter, like in, in like in wrestling. He's going to be the promoter. He's going to be all things Seattle. He is going to say, look, I want to do this, this, and this. I want to put billboards up. I want to put, you know, let's put our quarterback up on the side of the stadium uh, come 2020. He's going to be the guy that gets the word out, go, hey, we got this new, fun, exciting league coming to Seattle. Same with Karats in L.A. And same with uh, Moses, we're going to talk about in D.C. They're responsible to get people in the building. They're going to be responsible to keep this thing alive for years and years to come. Like I said, for the first few years, the team presidents will be more important than the coach. Maybe in the players. I know it sounds weird to say, but they're going to be the ones that tells people that might not know, hey, we got a fun league here. Uh, again, the next guy is uh, Eric Moses. He is the new team president for the Washington, D.C. team. He was uh, the senior vice president and managing director of sports entertainment and special events for Events D.C., which helped D.C. get there. All these people had a, a hand in getting XFL to these cities, and now they're getting rewarded by being the team presidents. So, again, local people leaving already established jobs to come join a new league. That's huge for the XFL. That shows that the XFL is getting kind of like a groundswell going. It shows that people are believing in Vince and believing in Oliver Luck, that this thing's going to last. Because why else will they leave jobs that's already established to take a chance on this league? Um, same thing, like I said earlier, uh, it said uh, Victor Man and... I welcome Eric to the family and know he is the right executive to help lead the way for us in our nation's capital. Pollock said, Eric understands what makes DC tick and he will help the XFL connect meaningfully with football fans and local community. Um, Moses said, I'm excited to join the XFL and build a new type of sports league that focuses on innovation, affordable entertainment, and family fun. I am grateful to my colleagues at Events DC and our city's leadership for allowing me to represent this town's sports and entertainment industry for the past 10 years. He was there 10 years. I can think of no better uh, next step than to work with this great community to establish XFL in D.C. and across the entire Washington region and a cult cultivate a passionate, loyal fan base. I am very much looking forward to working with Eric, said Pimp Hamilton, to bring a fan amazing experience as we kick off in 2020. I've enjoyed getting to know Eric throughout the interview process and know he is exactly the right partner for the job, and I cannot wait to get started with our D.C. team. Again, the coach... 
the coach and the president will work hand in hand. Um, they're going to be just important to not only helping the fans, but helping the coach. They're going to work together in this. They're going to work together and get to build the team slowly up and get it to where they need to be to make this thing work. So let's get some coaching hires right quick. First off in Tampa, there's a couple, and there's two in D.C. as well already. So the Ottawa Red Bucks announced that Jamie Elizondo left the team to join Mark Chessman as the Tampa Bay Offensive Coordinator. Elizondo served as Red Bucks Offensive Coordinator. I'm sorry, Red Blacks Offensive Coordinator. The past three seasons, he was reportedly a head coach of candidate for the Argonauts and the Lions this offseason. Um... And the Red Blacks denied the Rough Riders permission to interview him after Good Jones left the Cleveland, for the Cleveland Browns. But yet he goes and joins former CFL coach um, Mark Chessman. So right there, Chessman's paying off dividends to the league already. They're bringing in these guys, these guys that they know, obviously, and um, getting them to join him. Like he got another XFL coordinator, uh, believe it or not, Jerry Glanville. Um, Jerry Glanville is joining the team as a defense coordinator in Tampa. Um, he's a former head coach, and uh, he's former defense coordinator for the Tiger Cats. Uh, Glanville's year with the Tiger Cats was his first season back to coaching since he was at the NCAA level at Portland University, Portland State, in 2007-2009. The Bakkins were 9-24 when he was at the helm. Um, he's best known as time as NFL, uh, NFL head coach with the Oilers and Atlanta Falcons. He was 63-73 and 73, um, there and 34 with four playoff appearances. His second hire for Trespin, uh, as I talked about, he hired um, another. So far, it looks like Trespin um, is bringing in some friends from the CFL. So, you know, it, it, he's he's getting people he knows, getting people he trusts. Um, I think it's smart to do stuff like that. He's just trying to get people that he knows and trusts and get people that knows about innovation. Because CF, CFL just ain't a normal league. You know, they got all the different rules, and, and the XFL is getting the same kind of rules as the C, uh, CFL is, you know, they're, they're trying some different stuff. So these guys know how to innovate. These guys know what to do to be innovative. They know what to do to be different. And um, that's important in this kind of startup league. You want to get people that you trust and you want to get people that get it. They get the idea for the league and they know how to adjust to new rules. Not just American football, but Canadian football, now XFL football. They know how to adjust. They, they know how to take the game of football and kind of flip it on its ear. Pep Hamilton of D.C. hired uh, Jeffrey Fitzgerald as his defense coordinator and Tanner Ingstrand, offense coordinator, and also Steve Wilson to be his special teams slash defensive back coach. So they're already hiring coaching staffs. It's crazy. These teams like Chessman, uh, I'm sorry, Chessman and Pep Hamilton is already putting coaching staffs together before some of these cities even have teams. Think about that. They're putting this together before they even have teams some places. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of weird how they're doing this. I don't think it's f- necessarily fair um, to the other cities that these coaches are already getting their staff together before they even get a coach. Um, but they know what they're doing, and now you got all the AAF coaches out there. We don't know who's going to go where. The AAF closing down just kind of shook the system a little bit, shocked the system. So it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy what's going on. Another news um, that we might have missed, and thank you for XFL2K.com. He's how I get all my news. <laughs> That's how everybody should get their news. XFL2K.com, or even the XFL board. One of the things is Kathleen Rach is leaving the uh, Toronto Argonauts for the XFL, or she did leave. She's joining Tampa Bay XFL franchise in the front office. Uh, 
Uh, she resigned from the Alouettes in late 2017 and set the director of football administration uh, with Argonauts. She has been granted permission to pursue other opportunities in advance to leave Montreal. Ray was the first uh, female assistant general manager in the CFL since 1988. Pollock believes, is believed to be the first woman to hold that job in any pro sport franchise across North America. Uh, Rates has gone on to say she, her goal is to be a general manager one day. Made waves in the football world by rising to assistant general manager in Montreal. Now her pro football management career has led her to the XFL Tampa Bay franchise. So she's going to work in the front office. We don't know what she's going to do. The last thing I want to talk about in this, in case you missed the episode, like I said, I'm just going to you know kind of go through some of this. They've been testing the new rules at the Spring League. They tested them. They was in Austin, Texas for a couple weeks testing some new rule changes and innovations with the Spring League. Yesterday, they held an event to discuss a variety of different changes and innovations. They plan to try out during, these, during the test games. Uh, one focus area they spoke about was how there is not much R&D research and development that happens in football today. The XFL has a u- unique opportunity to test these items out in real time prior to the start of leagues. That's the thing. These, like the NFL and stuff, they got these rules they want to do, but they never... They never test them out first. They just kind of throw them on the field and go, okay, here you go. As they're testing new innovations, they're being... They, they say they don't want to add anything to the game that could be labeled gimmicky. And, uh, you know, the XFL is looking to be fast-paced. They are looking to minimize idle time on the field and create meaningful, meaningful action, create a more rhythmic feel to the overall game, as well as focus on creating a safe game that feels like traditional football. If everything goes as planned, they could be a game that could, even with overtime, clock in under three hours. The thing is, though, some of the stuff they want to do kind of seems gimmicky, and I'm not coming from a guy that's an XFL fan. You know, they they like the overtime rule. I'm gonna talk about in a minute. It just feels gimmicky to me. Okay, so in the kickoffs, unlike the AAF, the XFL will have kickoffs. From the looks of it, um, there's a picture you can see on Twitter at confirmed shoot. It seems to be similar to the CFL. That will be a five yard halo rule with no with no fair catch. Um, on punt return, similar to the kickoff, there'll be a five-yard halo rule. We know for a catch. One thing to remember is that the five-yard halo rule is dependent on the ball and not the player, meaning if the ball hits the ground and bounces towards the kicking team, the player will need to retreat until the receiving team picks up the ball. Um, unlike the NFL, the XFL will not utilize kickers at their touchdown. Instead, the scoring team will have three options, one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, and three-point conversion from the ten-yard line. That means your team is never out of it. They could be getting beat by nine points and taking tie the game. That's beautiful. It's going to be a high-scoring league. I don't know if y'all realize or not. It's going to be a high-scoring league with weird scores that you wouldn't normally see in football. We could be getting like 37 to 29. Like weird scores that you would never see anywhere. As of now, on um, the forward pass, seems like the XFL is testing the ability to have multiple forward passes. All passes would need to be performed behind the line of scrimmage. If the QB passes to another player and becomes the receiver, they will be treated as any other player and will no longer be protected by the QB safety rules. This would potentially open up more plays for the backup quarterback, or at least the thought of thought at the moment. If any of the passes are incomplete, the whole play is incomplete. That's kind of crazy, too. Officiating. As part of the keeping the game tempo, the XFL is aware officiating is going to be play play a key part in that. There will be dedicated ball spotter, as we talked about before, to ensure that team that time isn't wasted setting the placement after each play. There will also be a efficient uh, official in the booth, much like the AAF and its guide judge. There will be replay reviews, but they are looking at ways to expedite the process. Finally, probably the most intriguing innovation is the overtime rules. They are testing out. 
of new rules. Again, a huge focus that they are working on is to achieve keeping it under games under three hours, including overtime. To achieve this and give each team opportunity to score, they are testing rules similar to hockey and soccer. Both teams, offense and defense, will be on the field at the same time, starting at the five-yard line. Each team will take turns, kind of like a penalty kick or a shootout. Um, both teams will take turns um, attempting to score with each touchdown counting for one point. If there's a tie to five rounds, then it becomes sudden death. Whoever scores first wins the game. There'll be four referees on each side with a referee, with a ref in the booth similar to the AAF sky judge to officiate the play. If the defense commits a penalty, the ball will be moved to the one-yard line. Commit a second penalty, the offense receives a point. Alternatively, if the defense intercepts the ball or coaches fumble, they would receive a point. With these rules in place, there will always be a winner. No ties in the XFL. Another interesting note that came out was that Luck mentioned they have spoken to the broadcast partners about the strategy and they are on board. There's no word. Who these broadcast partners are, but there's been rumors that ABC, ESPN, and Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports would be um, the partners. So that's all the news we're kind of catching up on. Um, it's interesting. All this is interesting. Um, I'm loving all the news that's come out, and I apologize. Again, I was just trying to make, you know, I'm just, I was just trying to make it only about the coaches and stuff, trying to make it one one episode a week there for a while, but it looks like um, it looks like we're gonna be a while on coaches. So when there's news, I will make a podcast about it. Uh, I think if I come up with a good idea in my head uh, to make an episode about, I'll think of something and I'll make an episode. Um, if you got any ideas, just hit me up on Discord, our Discord page, XFL2K. We have all kinds of discussions on there. Ain't just XFL. Hit me up on Twitter at XFL Podcast, Facebook at XFL Podcast. Check out XFL2K.com. Check out XFL boards. Check out everything. Um, check us out. And uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, leave me, you know, messages on the podcast pages. Listen to me on every podcast platform. Um, and I'll talk to you later.